I'm not going to read something from one letter or one request, but I'm going to read a sentence that appears in time and time again in all sorts of places. You've heard it, perhaps even this week. Maybe you even said it. And the sentence is this. Why did this have to happen to me? Well, you know that question, don't you? It's so common that you may say it three or four times a week or three or four times a day. Maybe a husband died recently, and you asked yourself, why did this have to happen to me? Perhaps you discovered your child was using drugs, and you said, why? Why did this have to happen to me? Perhaps your husband was angry with you and said some really nasty words to you as he left the house this morning. And you say, why, why, why did this have to happen to me? Well, now, I don't believe we really have any right to ask that question. God knows why he brings what he brings into our lives. God knows why in each individual situation, what comes is what we need or what he wants for his honor. Ultimately, that question belongs with God, and its answer belongs with him. But God has been very gracious. And in the scriptures, he has given to us some answers as to why some things do happen to us. And often when you're tempted to ask that question, you might consider one answer to it. It's not the only answer, but it is certainly a vital one, which I think that many Christians have missed. And yet it comes so prominently to the fore in the book of 2 Corinthians. Paul answers the question. He says in verse 3 of the first chapter of that second letter to the church at Corinth, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction so that, now here's the reason, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the same comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Do you get it? Paul's saying, often Christian people Certainly he himself experienced it, as he says here. Often Christian people undergo trials and afflictions. They may be physical illnesses. They may be hardships. They may be persecutions. Who knows what they may be? But often Christian servants of God, choice servants of God, such as he was, indeed, who in the very process of doing what God has called them to do, run into afflictions and trials and hardships. And the answer to the question, why does this happen to them? In such instances, Paul says, often may be boil down to this one thing, that they may seek God's comfort, experience that comfort, and be able to point others to that comfort. In other words, God often sends to his choicest servants great hardships and trials and afflictions to enable them to find his peace, his answers, his comfort, his encouragement, his instruction in that situation 
so that they who are in a place of influence among many, many other Christians can share it with those Christians who might otherwise know in no way know how to find God's comfort. Now, Paul is not writing, you understand, as some green seminarian who's giving a nice, pious platitude to us when he doesn't even know what the world is like. I teach in a theological seminary, and I know what that kind of thing can be like. But this is Paul writing. Remember who it is who says what we are reading here. This is the same Paul who just three chapters later in verse 8 of chapter 4 in 2 Corinthians says, We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not despairing. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying about in the body the dying of Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. So, what he says, in effect, is that God is constantly putting him into places of affliction and difficulty, hardship, perplexity, persecution. Why? Well, he says in the next, in a couple verses later, all things are for your sakes. Paul was subjected to trouble that he might discover the comfort of God and be able to share that with others. Now, you may have a ministry just beyond your suffering. You may have a ministry in the days or weeks to come that you don't know anything about right now. There may be a neighbor, a friend, someone in the church. There may be someone in your family. It may even be someone that you love very dearly who needs what you are going to experience yourself in this suffering and trial which you're undergoing at the moment. Remember, God comforts us, Paul says, in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the same comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. You may have a ministry just around the next corner, and you've got to be prepared for it. God has sent you the trial so that you can meet that situation when it comes, so that you can minister properly, turn the person to the correct verses, help him to understand the situation, help him to understand how God meets that kind of a problem. But you see, if you complain, if you continue to ask why, 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 and refuse to accept God's answer, if you refuse to seek the comfort of God and to experience that comfort yourself, not only are you going to be miserable as you endure this affliction, whatever it may be, but you're going to be without the resources that God has for you in his word to help you in that ministry, which he has four blocks down the street. So, my friend, instead of complaining, instead of griping, instead of whining endlessly and uselessly, why did this happen to me? Take God's answer and take his comfort. Where can you find that comfort? Romans 15, 4 tells you where that comfort can be found. The encouragement and the hope that you need is in the Scriptures.
O Lord, help any who are in affliction today not to continue to ask that question, but to listen to what you have said in reply. And help them, Lord, through listening to become prepared to minister to others in their affliction as well. We pray for Christ's sake. Amen.